0: It's tough To Swallow. Okay, welcome to episode one of Tough To Swallow. Um, here with my boy, Pat, and we're just gonna be talking over what we talk, and just give it a listen, hope you guys enjoy. Um, so, yeah. Um,
1: so I guess we can start with, um, let's see, like, let's, let's talk about just how we connected also, where we uh, where we come
0: from, and um, then we go from there, right? Of course. So, Pat um, met you through the NYU just circle. Um, we're both class of twenty four yeah. at NYU. Um, reached out through DM. I mean, it's just so such modern era, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how you network. That's how you network. It's the easiest way now. I feel like um, exactly. You can meet your future wife, your future boss, your future exactly. employers, yeah. and future employees through the touch of a mm. button and Instagram, so it's beautiful.
1: Um, yeah, that's the beauty of social media. You can connect to, have a connection to with anyone, anytime. So, Pat, so for us,
0: uh, sorry? Where are you from?
1: Yeah, so, um, I'm from Canada, Montreal, um, which is, um, like a French-speaking city, right? But it's actually half-half. So we have French French speakers, English speaker. Um, I learned I learned French first, and then um, then I learned English. Um, so yeah, I I I did my high school in French. Um, now I'm applying to college. I applied to NYU because mainly because of all of the networking business whatever opportunities so I was, I was really attracted to i mean it's like it's new york city right so it's a big city city of the dreams right so i was really, I was really attracted to everything that i could do right in the future in terms of potential um yeah that's why i applied i'm going uh actually my, my major is hospitality management at uh, the school of professional studies and um yeah i'm really looking forward to to join the class of 2024 and meet other people and um yeah
0: what about you so i'm from dc um and just growing up here i mean it's the capital of the united states considered one of the most powerful cities in the world you know um yeah so much stuff goes on here in terms of litigation and everything that happens with law and politics is just centered in this area. And then you also have a huge, booming economy here. So it's a great yeah. city to live in. Um, not too hot, not too cold. Growing up here, it was amazing to just be a sports fan and of the Wizards, of the Nats, of the Redskins and the Caps and see the journeys yes. those teams went through. But um, it was just pretty amazing growing up here, I would have to say. Um, applied to NYU solely because it's everything, you know? It, yeah. it provides so many things post- It's the best city in the world. Four years. It provides amazing networking like you just spoke to. It, but not even that, It the, the curriculum is just great. Every professor yeah. actually cares and you know, I feel like you're going to a school with a bunch of like-minded individuals, and that's really the drive me to choose about exactly. you. The, the, the beauty and of- and that's
1: yeah, and that's I think that's how we really connected, right?
0: Yeah, just having um, cause, that like-minded drive of just being motivated and passionate exactly about anything you put your mind towards. Because
1: we're we're both that's how that's how that's what we spoke about yesterday. We're both. Um, really like we're more like we we have a like an entrepreneurship mind- mindset, right? We're more um we like to do our own stuff. Um I guess like we, we, we like to be our own bosses, right? So and that's why we bonded like we have uh, a lot of similar interests. You like Kanye, I like Kanye, um Travis, whatever um so I think that's great, and that's how we connected and i mean we 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 went on the talk kanye for like an hour and a half course. yeah i mean what, what what did you tell me yesterday like um you told me like how did you how did you become um a big fan of kanye
0: so just first of all, the first ever rap song i've heard was on the way to my one of my first basketball tournaments, so it was just really memorable. It was Kanye, it was a song stronger, you know? Yeah, it's his yeah, yeah. Like, it's his Classic. Guy, like, his confidence in the way he raps was just, it really drove me towards him. And then looking and seeing his other projects was like, okay, now I'm a fan. And then as years went on, and I became a fan of, like we spoke on earlier, his motivation and his entrepreneurial drive. With um, everything really yeah. he's done with Easy, with his, his music industry, and Creating his own fashion line and building it to a billion dollar business was just yeah. amazing it's to crazy. see as a rapper. So, like, I've always been, like, a huge Kanye fan and I'll continue to be, you know. Yeah. Although he may say some things that are quite questionable, I <laughs> I don't judge him by that. I judge him by what actually appeals to me in him, you know. yeah. And I would like to see that's that great, in a lot of people. Uh, I mean, I feel like everybody has their own perspective on life, and that will drive yeah. their opinions. But at the end of the day, kind of just when I what I see, what I like to see in people is what drives them, and that's always interesting yeah. to me. You know, so what, standing for what would you say? Standing for you? yourself.
1: Um, me in terms of well like lately i've been really into i think i think like you know like everybody's like every students every every people every person i've met who's who has like big ambitions right yeah they always say i i want to change your world but i think that's a pretty difficult thing right i think for me i want to dive deep into myself first and Ch- improve myself first. Like, how, like, the way I think is, how are you going to improve the world if you can't improve yourself first?
0: I, I totally, I totally am spot on agree right? with that because just to step even further at that point, how can you expect to influence people and change the world? Exactly, if exactly. If you're not a model citizen and not just a model citizen, exactly. you're not a model of what you actually want to be. Yeah. You know? so, exactly.
1: Just and it's like simple things, you know, like yesterday we talk about, I, I tr- I'm I, trying to wake up early to stay consistent. Like you, So talk about uh, that, you make your.
0: what time do you wake up every day? What's your daily schedule?
1: Well, uh, I can pull it up right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, so So I just finished school, right? And at, during school, I used to wake up at 6.30, let's say something like that because um, then I have to commute for 30 minutes to get to school using uh, public transit. Um, so yeah, and now during summer during vacation, I'm trying to, to just keep the same routine. So I'm trying to wake up at 6 30 6.30, around 637. Um, then first thing first thing I do in the morning, I make my bed, right? I'm trying I'm trying to like keep everything neat and clean uh, and it starts with my room. Right? So when I wake up, I make my bed, which is, it seems pretty like cliche, whatever, like simple, but I think that's it. It's a simple, it's the simplest thing you can, it's the easiest thing you can do to start, start off no, your totally day agree on your right it. foot,
0: right? I was watching a commencement speech by a um, military officer for, and he spoke at UT Austin's uh, graduation. And he said, of course, he was an accomplished man, very high ranked in the military was a seal, but among the many things that he did, he said the one thing that he had learned from the military that will stick with him forever was that if you wake up and you make your bed in the morning. Yeah. You've exactly. already finished yeah. a task. You know, first thing exactly, you, do when yeah. you make your bed, that's the first task done. So you're saying, Okay, now let me get another one done. Okay, now another one. Yeah, and it allows you to build. And even more so after that, you have the ability to say, hey, At the end of the day, I come home. If you don't get anything else done, you made your bed, right?
1: Yeah. At least you made your you made your bed. Yeah. Totally. Um, So yeah. um, Then I've been like I'm trying to stay in shape, right? Um, Because I I don't
0: want during quarantine.
1: um, So after I make my bed, I'm I I just go outside and I go for a run. Um, So I've been trying to run lately. I ran like. I'm running four k's, five k's, which is around like three miles, right? Okay. Um, so I go to my local park, I do some laps, come back, eat breakfast, take a shower, and then, and that's the thing. I think, I think, I believe that when you can, when you physically feel good, then your your mental, uh, you have like like a good mental strength, right? And then you can start off your day really strong. You can do whatever you need because. Like running, working out early in the morning. I believe that when you do it first thing in the morning, it you're accomplishing like the hardest thing because it's it's painful, right? It's painful working out, running. Um, you're you're working your cardio, your muscles, conditioning. So I think that if you can scratch this off, check this out first thing in the morning. I think that later on during your day you can accomplish everything. And it's the it, neurons it, it, in your it,
0: brain when you run, it's you're allowing exactly allowing your, your blood to flow, they glow, they glow, yeah, yeah, they release stress, morning stress, now, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Like you've done something excruciatingly hard to the body, and now, yeah, you, throughout your day, you're allowed to sit back and get things done that are maybe more mentally demanding, but you've done something that's physically demanding, and you've done something you do every day repeatedly and making your bed so it's like yeah that keeps you on target
1: yeah you have a sense of uh, accomplishment so it makes you feel good and then you become more confident and then you can tackle down your other tasks for the rest of the day like more uh, more easily so yeah i think i think i think that's a good routine For, for me it's been it's been it's really been like a good routine to to keep and yeah i've uh, like hopefully for the rest of the summer, I'm um, I'm gonna stay consistent with it, right? Of and course.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna hold you to it, man.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. Like I believe we can, we should like push each other, right? Challenge each other, and just to improve every day. Yeah. What about you? What about you? Like, what are you, what are your plans? What What are you up to during quarantine? How do you, me, How do you cope with quarantine?
0: For me, and my daily routine would be. You wake up, and I'm waking up, I'll be honest, in quarantine, I'm waking up around 9, 10, right? I would love yep. to push that to earlier, but right now, it's like 9 to 10. Uh, you go up gradually up. from there, yeah. 9 to 10, wake up, go Chick-fil-A, get a Chick-fil-A biscuit, and grab my um, coffee. Come on. Damn, we don't man. even have Chick-fil-A here. <laughs> You're missing out on something amazing. Damn. It's probably fuck. the best biscuit you ever put in your mouth, and it just melts. But so down once i eat that biscuit just devour it (laughs) i uh come home drink my coffee open my laptop and just get to work so right now i've been doing a lot of drop shipping a lot of e-commerce things i operate a commerce company called young future where um, people can buy and sell clothes and shoes you know So, so that's really just been something amazing for me to be able to do um because, and I say amazing because it's something that, it's past. it's something I like to do and it's also something to keep my mind off of everything going on in this world, you know, right now, right. especially. Um, so living in the US right now, how we're doing, and this is worldwide with the worldwide pandemic, but it's just draining, I mean, you missed your graduation, you miss all the stores being opened, you can't really go out. So you're stuck at home, right? And this forces you to, well, me, to say, hey, either I can spend this time watching Netflix, playing Fortnite, or I can get something done to, you know, help contribute to my life. Um, and that's kind of the route I've been trying to choose. And been seeing this trend on Instagram lately, um, red, po- red pill, blue pill. And the blue pill signifies... Um, Nine to five job, um, joining the rat race, get working to for four hundred one k, and hopefully retiring at sixty. Right, so like the traditional, you know, outcome for an American just an any citizen. Right? Yeah, A red pill embodies an entrepreneur, somebody who doesn't yeah. want to work. For anybody who wants to be their own boss, right? So that's somebody who's working very hard at their own endeavor and hopefully generating enough revenue in order to retire in ten years, right? So I feel like I've definitely been been a model of mine to say just keep taking that red pill, you know. And I think something that I, another thing I saw in NYU is that everybody was just doped up on that red pill. So that was really something that stuck out to me. You know? um, yeah. So would you mind just shedding light on the things that you do in terms of your business and yeah, as an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah. So I've uh, I've started um, I started a digital marketing agency with uh, my partner William back in January December December of 2019 and. To January of 2020. Um, so yeah, so we've we're doing basically what we're doing, out of a lot of uh, content creation on social media, so both Facebook and Instagram, and we're gonna get into TikTok. Um, yeah, TikTok content cool. creation. Tell me about it. Yeah, it's it's obviously TikTok. It's the best for if you want to grow your page, your personal brand, your business. It's the fastest way, easiest way, to to grow your platform. Um so yeah uh content creation graphic designs um and then we're running ads right doing campaigns on social- um on social media, just trying to reach out to customers for our clients um yeah right now we're we're really trying to establish ourselves because we're pretty new right we're, we're 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 young uh we're new in the field, so we're at the same time we're trying to learn as much as we can. Just learning uh, online, finding some 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 um, what's it called? Some online courses. Um, finding some mentors online. Uh, just mimicking what, what you've others been doing are doing in
0: order to find mentors. And who are your mentors? If you found any.
1: Right. So last summer of 2019, I I reached out to this company called Expandify Marketing, uh, which is based in Montreal, where I live. Um, so yeah, so I just sent an email, I sent my resume, my CV, and they happened to accept me, so I went there, I went for like a month, a month and a half, two months, I worked with them pretty much every day. Uh, I learned a lot, I I learned a lot, I really, I think, I I really, I really appreciated, um, how I was able to get immersed into their lifestyle. Because like, 'cause they're really like big entrepreneurs, right? They're they, so they drop they dropped out of high school. Wow. And now yeah, they dropped out of high school. Now they're making six figures.
0: And what, in two what's years. your what's your perspective on that? What do you feel about dropping out of high school and even going to college? Do you feel it's necessary in order I to
1: live a real life? I think I think it depends. I think it really depends so on the person. So, let's say let's say for someone who doesn't know uh who doesn't have like a a career purpose, then I don't think you should drop out. Right? Cuz you don't know what you, you don't know what to do. I think you should have a plan. If you're planning on dropping out, you should definitely have a plan. Like what are you going to do when you drop out? Are you going to launch your business? Are you going to do a gap year travel, whatever, right? So I think, I think, because it, it's a big decision, right? It's a really big decision. So um, I, I don't think it's for everyone. Like, the thing is, I respect people who, who wants to pursue college and everything. Uh, I respect everyone. I just think we we all have like a different path. So if you want to drop out, you can do it. But as long, I think as long as you have a plan, you know what to do, you know who to reach out to, to help you in your, in your whatever endeavor you want to pursue um then go for it i think i think it's a good experience because you're um literally putting yourself out in the in the real uh world right which is kind of risky which it's a it's a risky move but um if you have the guts if you have a plan then definitely go for it
0: right what do you how, how do you see this new kind of um Economy shifting. What do you think are the jobs that are gonna boom of the future? Yeah. Cause I know well, you're in the marketing industry, I know you're seeing right, at right. A very high speed level so, everything that's going on. You're getting pitched ideas that people want to sell and you as a marketer your job is to put put it in the market, you know. So I guess my question to you is what's biting the best in the market. So right now there's gonna be I think there's going to be a
1: huge shift um, in terms of retail, in in th- in terms of consuming, buying stuff. So I think e-commerce stores, it, it's going to boom. It's gonna, it's gonna. I mean, it's already increasing, right? It has in terms to, of
0: that's there's fifty, fifty-five percent of the um, stores out there are still brick-and-mortar stores or still yeah. storefronts, and I think my guess would be by 2035 you're gonna have that number shift more to 70% or e-commerce 30% of brick and mortar just because the accessibility i mean i can yeah get get a product shipped out to shanghai china and i'm here living in dc i can also get that same product shipped out to moscow to paris yeah tel aviv to buenos aires and it's just the extent at which everything is moving is just revolutionary. I mean, I think definitely think it's the next change because it gives people the ability to have a 24-hour store. I mean, you don't have to close the store ever. It's always open. Yeah. You know? And different time zones, different nationalities, and people's and religions and sexes and genders can all Enjoy what Take advantage. The table, yeah, right. So, I mean,
1: I mean, if you look at Amazon, it's killing all the it's malls, killing. all the shopping malls. It's killing everyone. Killing right yeah, it's killing everyone. Um, I mean, there's a reason why, uh, why Amazon. It's a it's a trillion dollar company, right? It hit. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it hit trillion. Um, that's it, there's a reason why Jeff Bezos is the uh, richest man on the, pla- uh, on the planet. Um so yeah I think I think if you're a business owner um I think you should definitely consider shifting your business model towards a digital online platform cuz if you're not I mean you're going to miss out big time in the future Um yeah I mean I mean also like if you look at it this way like now we're in quarantine and i'm pretty sure quarantine it's going to last like pretty long right going into next year even so i mean everyone's online everyone's on social media instagram facebook tiktok snapchat everyone all the kids all the teenagers um so there's a there's there's a huge business opportunities not even business like if you're a content creator if you're an artist if you're trying to promote your personal brand if you're trying to promote Whatever Cause, like you're you're we saw we saw it uh recently with uh pro the the protest and the whole um black lives uh, matter movement. I mean, on social media, it's a huge thing. That's how that's how the message gets spread, gets spread, right? Of course, um, you can move huge populations like with with uh, a simple message on social media.
0: It's it's been amazing, you know, um, yeah, the ability for this movement to become the, just move to the forefront of every single social topic around the world, not just the United States, around the world. Yeah. As a black man, that's just inspiring. And it's what I really like to see, um, it's necessary. It's gonna go
1: down to history.
0: It's gonna go down to history. And yeah, rest in peace to George Floyd and all love to his family. Yeah, for but sure. what I would like to say is that his death change the world. And I want him up in heaven to know that, you know, that you're, it really, I feel like it was the last straw because you're having a president in the United States who likes to use force and push people into the shadows and um, destroy minorities and their, their ethical codes and demean the face of everybody who opposes mm-hmm. him, you know, and kind of fighting love against hate. And yeah, just choosing the side of love has been a real, real motto that was has been able to be pushed throughout the world, and I think that's what's making the movement so strong, that people are seeing that if the two choices are love or hate, I mean, how can you really choose hate, you know? Like, right. at a core as a human, you know, it's natural to want to choose love and you should choose love and i think as more people choose to love the world's going to become a better place you know Um, for
1: sure for sure
0: there's a lot more work to do but yeah i'm hopeful for the future of this country
1: uh how was the how were the protests in dc like i I know it's it's been it's been a huge thing right it's it's uh i mean the military and everything
0: it's uh, okay so personally i actually went out to the protest um yeah, in DC, um, about a week ago. Um, insert the about a week ago meme. We were <laughs> about a week ago, but um, about a week ago, I went out there and drove to DC with my sister. Um, she said, "Hey, DJ, I, I want to go out and fight in this battle to, to protest for what's right." And I was like, "Of course!" Within so the next day, we. Uh, Drove out to DC and got to the city. And there's no parking absolutely anywhere. Because the streets were filled. And you know, DC, any city, it's you park the wrong spot, you'll get a heavy ticket. So we're just at a stoplight on a random dugout. that was never moving. It was pretty cool. It was just the light was just stale. And out of the corner of my eye I kind of hear this loud shiver. I looked to the left and it was one of the biggest trucks I've ever seen. It looked like the Fortnite bus, but in it was ginormous. um, And inside of it were just armed soldiers. The ones you would see in Call of Duty. Helmets, ARs, fully suited, Teflon vest, everything. And in that moment I feel like the natural thing would to be afraid, but in all honesty, my natural reaction was, hey, this movement's working. And I'll tell you why. It's because if the person in power who wants to oppress is so scared that he's putting enabling the enabling military fight against his own people, then there's the fight back's actually working, you know? Because these are all peaceful protests. This is only this yeah. to scare people. So if you're having to scare people, that means you're acting out of anger. And if you're acting out of anger, really the base of that is fear. So... Yeah, that's it's right. cool. That's... So then at that moment, I, I kind of got shivers, because it's too few. this feeling, oh, holy smokes. The army is right in front of my mm-hmm. eyes, and it was like. 15 trucks. And the second feeling was this is history in front of my eyes, right? So I drive back out to a friend of mine's house I went to high school with, parked it in front of his house, took an Uber down back to the city, 10 minute ride, and I'm there, right? You're in the protest, and the immediate thing was there was people of all races, colors, religions, sexual orientations there to fight for the Mm -hmm. same cause, you know. That was beautiful to see. So, you see that, you see the fighting, and you have, I would say, a couple thousand people protesting peacefully, and then you have a line of army people with shields and bats, right? So, you're looking at them, and like holy smokes mind you this is around six o'clock seven o'clock the mayor um, put in the city a um, stay at home order at seven p.m. so there's a curfew at seven like a curfew at seven p.m. and if you're out in the streets past seven p.m. the police have the right to arrest you and to beat you down brutally right and the president gave orders on the news and I didn't know this because I was out in the field, but the president had given orders and it was on the media, all over the media, that he enacted um, the 1874 Martial Act, which basically allows him to use the army, the military, in a domestic issue, meaning the protest, right? So I didn't know this, but the military was gonna be the ones attacking us, not the police, right? So this is a whole new fight. Fight that really can't be wrong with six and stones against trained military men, right? So time passes, it's six thirty. Six thirty comes, I hear a loud boom right. I look look around, you hear screaming, and I asking people, hey, what was that? And they're like, Dude ran past me, he like, Run. Grab my sister and I run as we get to the safe spot, I say, hey, what was that? He's like, they're throwing flare bombs and tear gassing people, right? I'm like, what in the world is going on? They said at 7 p.m. they're going to start doing that, not 6.30. So, 6.35 comes, and we're in a safer spot, but we're still in the city on the streets. And what they were doing was they were putting boxing people in the middle of um, intersections. And then they were Bomb right, so oh, really? That okay. unfortunately happened to me and my sister. We, we got trapped, and they just threw some flashbangs at us. What and yeah, and they were shooting over like Call into the crowd of people. There's snipers on the roofs. Um, that's it crazy, was like a literal war zone, right? So it turned into the Hunger Games. And mind you, we Ubered in, so I couldn't just run to my car and drive. So, now it's 6.50. And I'm running around with my sister, just evading the police. Um, 6.50 comes, and I call my I call my Uber at 6.40, and the Uber couldn't get into the city because of all the, the blockage, they had a blockade. So I go to a police officer and I say, hey, I called my Uber at 6.40. He's having trouble getting into the city. It says he's gonna arrive at seven o six, and I and I, if anything, please don't arrest me. I'm with my sister. We were just here peacefully protesting. We we're trying to get home. Here's when we ordered. He didn't. He just looked at me, cold face. Damn. Didn't even respond. I'm like, sir, please, like show mercy. No response. Looking me dead in my eyes. I'm like, sir, okay. If anything, I'm gonna stand by you because I'm. Trusting you, even though you're not responding to me. But if anything, if everything hits the fan, please take me. It allowed my sister to hop in the Uber. She came here because I wanted to be here. Right. So I knew my parents wouldn't, my my parents didn't know about this. So I knew that they wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to live with it if something happened to her because she's the youngest. Right. So I'm like, let me just take this home. Luckily, I was able to call the Uber and meet him somewhere in the city and we were able to get out. But unfortunately, there were people who were there past time and they're getting verbally shot at them. They're bleeding. They have wounds. These are hitting them hard. If you have open skin, that can um, last so bunch yeah. skin and you bleed, right? And there's people bleeding and there's medics trying to help them and they're getting shot too for stopping and saving them, right? So then it's kind of, thing on the news, you also have people in D.C. residents of the city opening their doors for protesters allowing 17 to 20 protesters into their apartments just to spend the night so that they don't get arrested, right? And it was just just being in that moment was just like it wasn't even terrifying. It was kind of a wake-up call of what America really is and how afraid they are of a revolution, right? And it's known as the land of the free, the home of the brave. But I mean, in my opinion, it's the home of the brave for the people that were oppressed. They're brave because they stayed in this country, even though they might've been taken here as slaves, even though they're immigrants from a country that was in war. And they came here and been oppressed and been marginalized. And they're brave because they are still here fighting. For this country out of love and camaraderie for the people who are also facing the same struggles that's where i see the brave part we're not the land of the free and as of right now i'm ashamed of my country but don't get that wrong i still have the utmost amount of patriotism towards that people who are in the armed forces right now my family my grandfather's have fought in the army and my uncle has and it's just something where you have most respect for the people who fight for you, but for the system itself, it's it's never been something I can respect. And right. It's cool to see it's, a movement hoping to change that system.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy because in my mind, the army, like the army force, they're supposed like soldiers. They're supposed to protect the people, like you, protect you and guys, serve. right?
0: That their duty is
1: exactly so and it's kind of i mean it's kind of crazy and weird that they're turning against you against the people
0: well here's another thing so it was an interesting moment in the protest where people were saying there's a chant choose the right side of history right choose to be on the right side and there was another chant kneel with me right so they're directly asking Military men, mind you, they're in a long line. Huge yeah. line size of a football field, right? Just armies of different races and colors. People, soldiers, right? You know, choose the right side. If you're with me, if you're with us, kneel. Right. At that moment you had half of the soldiers, most of which were colored men, kneel, and the other half really most of which were Caucasian men, white men. Standed on their feet, and it was really. probably the most—it's
1: powerful, powerful moment really of the movement
0: to see these people are kneeling with us, but they're still having yeah. to fight this battle. So even the people on the other side, really, they're not doing this because they want to. They're doing this because they've been called to duty. So then, that's why I blame the president. Putting these people in a position where they their job was to protect and serve yeah they're doing, doing their job yeah to fight outside jobs. forces are threaten our country right mm-hmm. and then to put them in a predicament where they have to fight against their own citizens it's just saddening and it rips my heart apart because I know what it means to be in the military I know what it means to fight for something and then for that something to be misconstrued and something that significant to be misconstrued is just heartbreaking
1: yeah that's damn like i i think i think i've seen um i've seen i've seen a video like is um a black soldier right and and the the crowd the pro uh, the protesters they were chanting they are chanting something and then you could see in the video like the guy the soldier he was like um how do you say it? it's like following the chant with his lips you know yeah and he had a look he had a look in his eyes he was like, I don't know, like he, he, he looked like he did he didn't want to be on this side. He wanted to join the, the people.
0: Because exactly some, yeah. Not even the strength of it, because that's how he feels himself. Exactly. Know? That's how that's what he wants in America. And that's a wrap. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Please come back every monday for more tough to swallow content just know this is tough to swallow but easy to learn if you just consume it peace